welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. And you guys, if you are feeling isolated, if you're feeling like you don't have a tribe of women, like-minded people to really help you transcend from where you are right now into the person that you know you are being called to be, or maybe you're getting that soul calling and you're not quite answering it yet and it's turning more into a scream and it's starting to make you feel even more awful than the thought of facing the fear around doing that actual thing. If you're in any of these positions, you have to join me this year at The Bliss Project. It is March 2nd through the 4th in Newport Beach, California, and it is going to be a life-changing weekend. If you've been wanting to bust through your fears and really meet a like-minded tribe of people, this is exactly where you must be. If you're feeling called to this, I want you to go check it out at theblissproject.info right now. It's also in the show notes. And who is this event for? You guys, I really want to get clear on if you're feeling called to it, I want to make sure that you know what is going to go on there. So if you have always had a desire to do something big, but you've always been afraid to follow through, if you feel like you don't have the tools or the expertise to take the next step, if you wish you had that tribe of supportive people, if you're ready to take that next step into the next level, but you have no idea what that's even supposed to look like, or if you just want to feel more fully alive each day. And this is absolutely for you if you want a deeper connection and understanding in your relationships, if you want to become more fulfilled in your own job that you have right now and in daily tasks, if you want to know the true desires of your soul. And if you're ready to enjoy the journey just as much as the destination. And truly, if you are feeling called to expand your spiritual connection, we're going to be doing some incredible exercises, meditations. We have some awesome teachers who are going to come in and really give you the space to understand what that feels like for you. Because for everyone, it's so different. But to be able to do it together uh, makes you feel even more connected than you've ever felt before. So if you're interested in meditation, if you want to create a solid foundation for all of your goals and dreams to be built on, or if you just need a mental reset, a confidence booster, and to really own your own personal power. You guys, this is the place that you want to be. So there are still some tickets left, but they sell out fast. You guys in this year will be the best bliss project that we've ever done. We have a really amazing team working on it and we're adding so many more things than we have ever done in prior years because I know that when I get the opportunity to put 
epic women into a room. I want magical things there so that you guys can truly have the tools to create your own amazing transformation and experiences. And you guys, what happens there is nothing short of miraculous. So if you're ready to create your transformation, if you're ready to step in, if you're ready to have your tribe, this is where you want to be. And I hope that you join us and that I get to meet you and hug you and see you there. So theblissproject.info. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode. And I'm really thrilled that you are here because I have one of the most inspiring humans on the podcast today. And I was blessed that she was also able to come to my house and do this podcast in person because I always feel like you get to really experience even more of their greatness and their energy. So today, I'm excited for you to meet Lorna Jane Clarkson. She is the woman behind Lorna Jane Activewear. It is one of my favorite activewear brands. She started designing on her lounge room floor by night while she was busy working as a fitness instructor by day. Her unique and fashion forward pieces were so popular that she turned her hobby into a global business. And today she has over 200 stores around the world. She has numerous fashion design awards to her name and a series of best-selling books. So Lorna continues to inspire women every day with her active living philosophy. And she uses the daily practice of move, nourish, believe to make being fit and healthy easy. Lorna's story is a real inspiration to women all over the world. And she proves that with hard work and belief in yourself, any thing is possible. And Lorna's so incredible. She wanted to give away 10 books to my listeners. So I feel so blessed that she created um, this giveaway. So you guys, what you have to do, this is all that you have to do. All you have to do is follow myself at Lori Harder on Instagram, and then go and follow Lorna Jane at LJ Clarkson, and then go follow at Lorna Jane US. So follow those three. And all you have to do is comment on my Instagram post of Lorna Jane's podcast and myself in one emoji. That's it. One emoji describing how you felt after listening to the podcast. And they are going to randomly pick 10 winners, you guys. That's all you have to do. So I can't wait to see who wins. And I'm excited for you to get the book, but not just to get the book to listen into this podcast because this woman is one of the most inspiring women and I am obsessed with what she has created and of course her incredible clothing line. So you guys, let's get started. Lorna, I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I can't believe that we're just finally meeting in person. Like, I feel like I you're know. one of my close friends. You really support the brand, and thank you so much. Oh, it's it's crazy what social media can do, though. <sighs> How beautiful is it? Like, if, mm. we, if you use it for what it actually can be used for, building community, yeah. meeting people, really making sure that you keep that community positive as well. How yeah. cool is it to be able to meet and connect. So I'm so glad to have you in person. You guys, I actually have her in person. Like I can touch her across from me. We're high-fiving. Uh, <laughs> so a lot of my interviews are on Skype, but she is here right now. So it's so exciting. So Lorna, I would love for you to start just by sharing for some of the people who may not know a little bit of your background, how you started doing what you're doing and what you're doing right now. Okay. So, um, 
28 years ago, which is, it seems like yesterday, yeah. I was a fitness instructor that just couldn't find activewear, any decent activewear. I mean, at, at that time, there was just brands, really big brands, very male-dominated, mm. like Adidas, Nike, Puma, Reebok. Uh, and they weren't the brands they are today. You know, they were very shorts and T-shirts. And then for the women, they just did different colours. You know, the yeah. same shorts and T-shirts in pink, you know, <laughs> totally. uh, if we were lucky. So I just couldn't find something that I wanted to wear to teach my classes, you know. So I just took my favourite swimsuit because we were wearing leotard at the time mm. and made my own outfit and it was just my thought process was I just want something interesting and cute you know mm-hmm. and then the people <laughs> in my classes said where did you get it from can you make me some so I found myself spending weekends doing that mm. and then it became so overwhelming I remember that day when I'm looking at the people in my class and nearly every one of them of the women anyway yeah was wearing Lorna Jane and I thought maybe I could just try to do this full time and maybe start charging people because at that time I just you know said oh the fabric costs this much and you know because mm-hmm. I was just happy to do it. it it was just filling my soul with this this pleasure mm. and excitement that I wasn't getting in my everyday life so yeah. I quit my day job and I started doing it full time and, and turned it into a business and then you know 27 years later um, I'm now a global brand selling activewear all over the world but also sharing my story and the way I live my life and I never Mm. intended to do any of this I was just letting myself go with what felt right at the time. Mm. Mm. I love hearing that because so many people that I talk to they usually have this other carrot that they're going for so it sounds like you thought maybe fitness was your calling Mm. for a really long time Mm. Um, but all of a sudden a detour or a necessity or something fun comes up and you're like, wow, this is what I'm actually getting recognized for is this side thing. And it feels right. And there's so many other things. Like when I was at school, I loved writing Yeah, and I wanted to be a journalist and I actually got accepted into university or college. I think that's what you call it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, um, Tell me if I say a wrong word. Um, Perfect. To do um, journalism. And my Mm. mother at my mother at that time talked me out of it because she saw it as a world where I would not be happy you know she just saw me drinking in bars and in this really Mm. male-dominated world and I wasn't very tough Mm. I was a lot softer than I am now you know and so um that's what I wanted to do is to write and then this journey that I've gone on with Lorna Jane and designing activewear and inspiring women has now allowed me to write five books as well Mm. you know and I remember that day when mum said to me you're writing Lorna that's what you always wanted to do. And so it just, I think if you let yourself be open to things, it takes mm-hmm. you where you're supposed to go anyway. So I knew in the early days that I wanted to write and express myself and, and share my thoughts. And I just had to wait a little while to get there. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love that because I really feel like the days of thinking that you have to be one thing are over. Do you remember that? Like you just had yeah. to be so linear. It was like you're either this or you can't really dabble in that. And now you can start to look at using different platforms or different passions for a stepping stone to something else. Yeah, I remember when I first started making activewear, it was it was very clear that you designed activewear and then you sold it to someone else and they would sell it to the consumer. Uh. And I was said, I want to open my own store because no one understands why I'm doing this. You know, that we're putting my product, which is really feminine mm. and fun and has this intention to inspire women to enjoy their workouts in amongst other sportswear. It's mm. not working. You know, I need to tell the story. How can I tell the story? So I decided to open my my first store. And people thought I was absolutely crazy. Why would you take it from design all the way to the mm. consumer? You know, I don't think Nike even had their own con- concept stores at that time. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, so there is things like that. You know, I... I and I, when I'm talking to other women about following their passions and, and doing what they love to do, I find that 
career is one thing that we feel because we've studied for five years or we've been doing it and we're relying on the income that it's one thing we can't change we can change our husband we can leave our husband and go <laughs> but we cannot yeah. you know um change our career and i and i think we should reconsider because mm. yeah maybe you wasted five years studying that it wasn't wasted you learned something you grew you got new skills but don't mm. re- waste the next 20 years of your life doing something just because you spent five years studying it. it's crazy mm. so so many of us though we get attached to this idea and this identity how how were you able to kind of dance within those things and not feel like what will i do if I abandon this or don't focus on this it's hard for me to remember Mm. because I'm not very I'm not a really fearless person and I I am confident but I'm not overly confident you know I'm more likely to do something than to tell you I'm going to do it you know I don't like to talk about what I'm going to do I feel like you just need to do it and and see what happens so um I guess I did have great people around me. You know, mm. I, I had my husband came into the business when we were in about year three, and he was my boyfriend at the time, and he was not financially super secure, but we could survive on his income. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like my family, we didn't come from a rich family, you know, middle class, but I always thought they would bail me out if I needed a thousand dollars or something to pay the mm-hmm. rent. So I always had their support. There's mm. a few things I did. Like I remember when Bill and I sold our home and bought like a abandoned factory in this really bad area in <laughs> Brisbane where there was like prostitutes outside. <laughs> um, everyone was asking us like, like what are you doing? Would you try this on? I could use yes. it. <laughs> Don't come at night. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, um, there was a few things that we did. But I think when you have this dream, and you know this, mm-hmm. when you have that dream, all the things that you give up or all the things that your friends have or the holidays they're going on and the new cars they have, mm. you don't really care about that. Mm-hmm. You are so focused on your dream. And, and my family have said to me so many times, oh, I wish you'd picked something simpler. Are you always working? I like to work. It's yeah. not work for me so I always say to them what would you rather me do watch television (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love that there's this I actually have a a quote downstairs uh, on a board that I love it's just talking about the master and the art of living those little difference between work and play and that's kind of how I guess when people are like what's the first step do I do I'm like where do you get lost you know Mm. where's that time like you said when you were creating these clothes where just time kind of disappears and you're having fun and all of a sudden how can you monetize that yeah. And I feel like that's just the most beautiful spot to be in. And even now you can get in times where it does get a bit monotonous mm-hmm. and you feel like you're having to reach targets and business gets mm. very serious at different yeah. stages. And we have a big business now, but I still search for those, as you say, and I love the way you say it, mm. those lost moments. Like I just search for those and I know that I'm on the right track because so many times don't think I have all the the answers because mm. I don't. I make mistakes all the time and I mm. talk about it in my new mm-hmm. book. Which I love that. Yeah, it's... I want to um, try new things and get lost in new things mm. and, and move the business forward. And you don't always know the answers. You have to try it. Mm. And you probably new make that year? five mistakes before you get one right. <laughs> it's so true. And yeah. that's the part that I think is, that's kind of why I love social media now is because I really hope that all of these women who are like you, you know, who are doing these things that we all think we want to be doing, showing every part of the journey because the mistakes are they're like you said in your book I was reading through it the lessons Mm. they are the things that you need in order to even move forward so what has been a mistake for you that at the time was devastating but now has become something that you can't imagine if it didn't happen because you've grown so much from it it's probably not um 
I do think that the biggest mistakes have the biggest learnings. Mm. So in my new book, I there's a lot of untold stories in there and, and it was really hard to write those things mm. because I'm not one of those people that likes to push my bad things on people like I don't hide them I'm the last person to hide them but I don't want to tell you the bad things happen in my life I just fix it move on you know I find it really hard to remember things so it was very hard for me but this one's a little bit hard to forget um we were just starting to (laughs) manufacture we when we first started the business we had our own factory yeah um but then we got it got to the point where there was just not people in Australia who were skilled enough or and everyone's children wanted to be doing something in digital or tech no one Mm. wanted to be a seamstress so we made the decision that we needed to go offshore and what we do is very complicated so there wasn't a million countries to pick from you know who Mm -hmm. could make the product it certainly wasn't any cheaper Um, but anyway we found some great factories and we were getting advice from different people and you know asking you know when you start your business and you look asking people things and getting information and you don't really know where to get the best information anyway we were doing these invoices where we would have a factory developed something for us, which was, I think it was 30% of the product. And then the 70% was actually the cost of the product. So our invoices reflected that. And we were told by other people who were importing goods, that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it turned out to be illegal. Mm. And this one day, Customs walked into our office, shut the whole office down. Oh God. And almost didn't handcuff us, but almost mm. said, you're in trouble. What have you done? So, of course, honest mistake. I just said, oh, sorry, I thought that was what we were supposed to do. I'm really sorry. Gave them everything. But they decided that they wanted to make an example of us. And we had mm. to go to court. And I thought we – I honestly thought we were going to go to jail mm. for something that we had made an honest mistake. But what I learned from it, I learned that my husband and my family – I'm going to get emotional here. Mm-hmm. My husband and my family – Mm. are with me no matter what that Mm. support was just 1000% it was unbelievable and I also learned that you can't like really big mistakes stop you from your dreams so I could have like I think from memory it was um four hundred thousand dollars worth of fines seven hundred thousand dollars worth of duty that we owed them so I had to, over time, pay that back. Oh. So I could have just closed the business down and said, I can't do this. But I was not going to let it stop me. I thought, this is one mistake. I have done the most amazing thing with this business. I've inspired so many women. And so we just battled through. And it was the toughest 12 months of our life because every month we had to come up with a payment. Mm. But we got through and the business has grown and become better. So I just think that you have to know that even though we made a terrible mistake and it was really stupid... And it, it, we could have lost everything. Mm-hmm. It didn't define who we were. Mm. I did not let it define who I was as a person. I wasn't stupid. I just made a mistake, mm-hmm. you know. And it didn't define what our brand stood for. It, it didn't um, show anything to do with what we were doing as a brand, as a product. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that mm. was hard work. But most people would have walked away, I think. Totally. Yeah. And I think – I. Th- so that's the part that I really want to share with people is I, I'm sure in the middle of that, because what happens is you can just shut down. You can focus mm. so much on what was I thinking? Well, how did this happen? I'm never going to be able to come back from this. So what did you do? Did you have to back away and give yourself some grace? And what was the thought process and mindset during that? Um, let me add that in Australia, we're a really big brand. Yeah. So we were all over the press. I'm mm. talking six o'clock news, nine o'clock news. If you couldn't every get away news, from an almost. Lorna Jane, you know, tries to not pay duty or whatever it was. Yeah. So um, 
I just wanted to hide away and just not be anywhere. But then the other part of me was I need to show them that this isn't the case. I need Mm. to prove them wrong, you know. So um, I just, I don't know, I think that determination, that never give up attitude just kicked in, you know. Like I feel like I do this because I love it, but I'm also very determined. And I I often say there's no force equal to that of a determined woman and I really do Mm. believe that. So Mm -hmm. it gets to a point, I think, when you think I'm not going to let this beat me. Mm. You know, this one thing get in the way of what I want to do with my life. So I think that is the thought process. Mm, I love that. Mm. Sometimes when things like that happen, I'm like, well, what else is there? Like, if if not this, then what? <laughs> yeah, I remember, like there's been quite a few occasions, Laurie, when um, we've been offered a lot of money for this business, mm. a lot. You know, and Bill and myself, my husband, who is the CEO of Lorna Jane, um, are walking along the beach and we think, oh, my goodness, you know, we'll never have to work a day in our mm. life. All those things, you know what I mean? What would we do? And I remember Bill saying to me this one time and he said, so what would you do, Lorna? I said, oh, I was thinking about it. I said, well, maybe I'd start another activewear line. And he's another like, brand. what? Like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, and it's true. It just shows you that I'm doing what I love to do. Right. And every single time that work gets overwhelming, and it still does, I think that people think, oh, you're successful. You don't have to worry about anything. But I worry all the time. The mm. business, the bigger the business gets, the more you have to worry about it. There's different mm-hmm. stuff and you have to be thinking about it all the time. It does not get easier. Well, mm-hmm. not for me anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realised that during those times when it does get overwhelming, and it does, probably three or four times a year, like really overwhelming, I think to myself, this, you're doing what you love and if you want more holidays or if you want more downtime, if you, you want to go to Africa or you want to go to Bali and learn how to teach yoga, you just have to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You just have to find that time. You are in control of your life. Mm. So You're that's the thing. Right you don't now. have to like, sell yes. your business <laughs> to get control of your life. Yeah. Mm. So how do you do that? Because... Uh, you know, with your schedule, I'm sure it can, the thing about your schedule that I'm, that I'm positive about is that it could be full every single day and every single hour. Mm. So how do you, uh, cause and you love your work. Mm. So how do you make sure that you're also filling up your soul when you need to? Mm, I, it's a very fine line between both because I, my work is so important to me and I still mm-hmm. love designing activewear even mm-hmm. though I still I have a team of designers as well um, and one of my favorite things to do is to meet people mm-hmm. like meeting you today or meeting my customers in store I just love that feeling mm-hmm. talking to people about their journeys and that sort of thing so they're my favorite things to do sure I love going to tropical islands and I love traveling and seeing new things but they're not my favorite thing mm-hmm. to do you know um, I think about every single day we make a hundred choices yeah what we're going to do you know are you going to sleep in in the morning you're going to get up and work out are you going to pack your lunch you're going to get takeaway are you going to stay back and work or you're going to get home and walk your dog Mm. and every day it's different like sometimes you have to stay back and work Mm -hmm. some days you need sleep more than you need a workout you know Mm -hmm. so I just think it's about making good decisions all the time and every day different priorities come forward like my health and fitness It's so important to me because I really do believe that active living and my daily practice of mood nourish believe allows me to have the energy and the vitality at 53 next month to do this job and do it with such energy. So it's really important Mm. to me because I wouldn't be the person that I am if I didn't do that. It's different for everybody. Mm -hmm. Some people have to have their daily meditation and there's, you know, that's the thing that they have to do, you know. Um, Yeah, I... I just feel like you have to decide what's important to you. And that can change as well. Like this Mm -hmm. year might be different to next year, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's how I do it. Mm -hmm. So 
with people in your life, because you are putting your passion first, mm-hmm. um, you know, and obviously I'm sure you put your husband in different things like that. Like you have your, the way that you're all working that out, but how do you, because that's where it can be kind of tough, right? Is managing relationships. Mm-hmm. So how do you decide who you're going to put energy towards and who you're not going to spend time with? I know I just, that's tough yeah, for like yeah, new entrepreneurs yeah. who yeah. realize, wow, maybe I'm not in the best relationships. Um, I just listen to my heart. Mm. It's the same thing with finding your passion in life. Who do you want to spend time with? Who do you, like when something good happens in your life or something bad happens in your life, who do you want to call? Mm. Who do you want to share it with? You know, so I'll be honest, you know, there are a few people in my life at different times that I've had to say, hey, I don't think we should be friends anymore Mm. because I just don't think it's and I'm not saying forever but right now our friendship isn't working for me you know Mm. of course you try before you get to that point but I've done that you know and with opportunities in work I think there's a real difference in people that come to you and want you to do something and things that you're searching for that you feel are good for your customer and your brand and for yourself Mm. and you have to determine that because sometimes like what will happen to me like okay here's a good example um women's health magazine asked me to pose nude for Mm. their for their body awareness and and Mm -hmm. body acceptance issue and I thought oh that's a first of all I was I thought it was a great compliment and I thought that's really cool but then I thought it's really not for me it's not really Mm. what I want to do it's not I don't know whether my customers will appreciate it you know so I mean (laughs) maybe it's because I, I, I don't I'm not Maybe if I was more shapely or someone who didn't openly show my body, maybe it would have been good for me and good for mm-hmm. their cause. But I feel like everyone's seen my body. It's not mm-hmm. like I'm doing anything. So, you know, that would have been a great opportunity in a great magazine, mm-hmm. profile for the brand, but it wasn't where I wanted to take the brand. So there's lots of choices like that because you're right. I could fill my day doing things that people think are good for me mm-hmm. and for their brands, but I have to... Um, determine what's good for me in my journey and where Mm. I'm going with Lorna Jane. So as you became a, uh, as you became basically a boss and you started to have to really oversee a lot of people and make a lot of decisions, um, those decisions are not, a lot of them are probably not easy when you started to have to make the really tough decisions, the ones where people start to go, wow, this maybe isn't as fun as I thought it was going Mm -hmm. to be. Um, what space do you have to go in after you maybe have to either let someone go or you have to do something that's best for the company um, and it doesn't feel good? What do you have to do to kind of either get in that space to start with and then how do you recover from it? Um, Everything for me is personal, everything. Mm -hmm. So it's I don't really have a line between my personal life and work life. Mm. So I talk a lot about surrounding yourself with great people. I have a lot of my family that work for me. And a lot Mm -hmm. of the people that work for me have now become my friends. They've worked for me for 12 years or 15 years or 16 years. So it is a very fine line, which makes it more difficult. Mm -hmm. But I just find honesty is is the policy, the right policy. Because for me, if I have a problem with anybody in my life or I'm feeling like the energy is not right, I just address it. Mm. And I feel like if it comes from a good place... Like, I, I don't want to be vindictive. I don't want to hurt that person. If I keep myself in that place, then it always goes well. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone's not doing what I expect in their role, I'll tell them on day one. Not wait for ages and let their animosity build up. And It just works for me. And I don't feel bad because I feel like if that person is being negative in, in this environment mm-hmm. and they're not fitting in with my brand philosophy or my team philosophy and it's sort of 
spoiling the energy in the team, then I feel like they probably don't even want to be here either. Mm. So I just have a chat with them and say, you know, I'm feeling like you're not happy here. Let's have a chat. And it goes one way or the other. I feel like if you address it in the right way, Mm. then it's easy. Mm. I just think it's it's when you let things build up or you make it not personal or you make it about the money or I try to be very human about things Mm -hmm. it doesn't always work sometimes I do get upset sometimes people get upset if if they have to be let go you know but I hope that if I've had to let somebody go that they realize later on that this is just not the place for them Mm. you know because I wouldn't take it lightly at all can you remember back to does it get I guess a lot of people ask me does it get easier Because, you know, the first few times you have to do it, it's just like, it's all you can think about. Yeah, I think so. Because I think over time you realize that you are doing the best thing, Mm -hmm. you know, but I still can't feel my hands when I do it. You know, know, my hands go all numb and cold. You know what? I'm about to talk to you. It's happening now, like right now. (laughs) But I do remember a friend of mine who used to manage a fitness center when I was teaching. And I know that every time he had to let someone go... He had a glass office and I would be able to watch, you know, and I remember watching it a couple of times and seeing him and the people would walk out happy. And I think Mm. just observing that it made me realize that you can do things in a positive way. Mm. Not everyone grows in the same garden, you know? Yeah. So interesting. We, I mean, I've had to let people go and it's actually been the best thing and we're still friends and yeah. it's amazing. It's actually mm. like looking back, you're like, oh, we could have probably done that a year prior and been a whole <laughs> lot better off. So it's really interesting that you say that because it can, yeah. if you look at it the right way, it can be something so mm. beautiful. So I love in your book, you say that you are not designed for everyone to love you. It's so, that is such a freeing statement. Mm. Tell me more about that. I am one of those people, Laurie, who wants everyone to love them. Mm-hmm, so I've too. been through that battle. <laughs> and I, I think it's a good quality. I yeah. really do think it's a good quality because if you want everyone to be happy, that's good. But you have to know that. Mm. As long as you know that and know when you have to be stronger or put your own point of view forward, then um, then that's, that's how you create something good. Like... I, th- I think it's sort of cool that you can have a group of people who really get you, mm-hmm. but that also means that there's another group of people that don't get you. I know, like I think I write in the book that I'm too perky and optimistic and, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't like negativity and, that's, and that probably drives some people crazy because they probably think it's quite fake. And I'm always saying, you know, I know it's cheesy, but this is how I genuinely feel about things. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that not everyone w- – sorry. The fact that not everyone will love you – allows you to have people who really really do Mm. love you and get you Mm. kind of just open up that energy to be more focused on them too because it can Mm. be exhausting when I first started business like really getting into business or starting my own business it was like if you try to make everyone love you you are going to be so exhausted by the end of the day yeah (laughs) and and that's the same thing you talked about social media it's Mm -hmm. like you know some people will go on social media and be really negative it's like don't follow me if you mm. don't like what I'm saying or you constantly want to talk about being a vegetarian when I'm not and criticize my food. Mm. Like, don't follow me. You know, like I just feel like people need to know that um, they will be happier if they find their own tribe. Mm. I love that. Ooh, mm. okay, so you bring up tribe. Um, I'm obsessed with tribe. Huh? I'm obsessed with building tribe. My, I actually have a book coming out called A Tribe Called Bliss, just really talking about what happens when women – 
really learn how to support each other and actually connect. Mm -hmm. So something that I love about your brand and what you do is you're constantly using your platform to connect different women. Mm. I mean, I've literally just, just in Santa Monica, you were one of the first uh, stores that I actually went in when I moved here. So you kind of have a story in my heart because I connected to a lot of different women through your brand. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I love to hear it's that. so yeah. cool because mm-hmm. I was from the Midwest and I moved out here, which is, believe me, it feels probably like a whole different country. Like coming from Australia. <laughs> totally. I was just like, where am I? And fitness had been, you know, a uh, uh, constant in my life so for me it was just like I went to this place the women were so kind and I met a lot of different people through that so what is something that is constantly in the back of your head I know you're always creating things um what's something that you do to make sure that that community is always there within your brand you know I I don't really do it consciously if I'm really mm-hmm. honest I don't do it consciously I just Everything to do with Lorna Jane is instinctive with me. Lorna Jane, the brand, is a direct reflection of who I am as a Mm. person, what I love, what exercise I like to do, what clothes I like to wear. It's very, very linked to me. Mm. So, um, yeah, I I just feel, and this might sound like it's ego-driven, but I just feel like if I love it, Mm -hmm. the people who love Lorna Jane are going to love it as well. I love that. That's totally Mm. how I live my life. I'm like, honestly, I could never sell or share something I don't love because I wouldn't even know what to say about it. (laughs) I'd be like, "Eh." blah, blah, blah. (laughs) To be honest, I don't really like it. Mm, (laughs) mm. It's just, I feel like when you get to that place, that's when it just feels so good is when it's authentic. So I love that. So I guess I can ask you this question and not even about your brand um, is just how do you connect with women? How do you support women in your life? Oh, you know, what first comes to mind is I think I'm more supported than the support I give. So mm. hopefully I do reciprocate it, but I do feel very supported, obviously mm-hmm. by my team, but also by my family because I've always been that person or Lorna's working really hard, we'll help her out, you know what mm. I mean? So hopefully I am reciprocating it. But I just, I want other women to feel like I do. Mm. Like I want other women to feel how good it feels to be fit and healthy, to have a body that's really capable to be making a difference in the world. And, and that's why we do a schools program in Australia where we talk to young girls about how important it is to love and believe in yourself and take care of your body and your mind and practice self-love, you know, because they're on social media all the time and they don't have those tools to understand that it is really quite a fake world a lot of the cases, mm-hmm. you know. So I think the way I give back is to lead by example and then take the knowledge that I've learned because I'm not really an expert in anything. I'm an expert in practicing a lot of things, you know, through practice, I guess you become an expert Um, just by living my life in a way that will inspire other women to follow their passions and their dreams Mm, in their lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You create, that's beautiful because a lot of people ask me, how do you, I don't have anyone in my life who supports me. How do you create that support? And really it's like you wanted to feel supported and you, you created and you drew those people in to support you, which Mm. is huge because Mm. I think a lot of times we think people are just going to come to our aid, but you kind of have to create that support for yourself. So are there ways that you make sure that you're supported on a daily basis? You know, I, I quite often say that when you're a confident woman and people see that you've got a level of success that they feel like you don't need support. Mm. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I will be joking with my team and I'll, I'll make a, a comment about 
no one ever compliments me, Mm. you know, because they think I'm confident. They think I know that my hair looks good today or you know what I mean? Like I just feel, so then I make a conscious effort. So if I'm looking at someone and they look awesome, I tell them, Mm. you know, or someone tells me, hey, doesn't Laurie look great today? I'll make sure when I see you, I say, oh, Britt was telling me how awesome you looked yesterday. Mm. You know, I just feel like a lot of times women who seem to have it all together other people don't think they need support. Mm, mm-hmm. So I think that that's an interesting process where the other women feel that as well. Mm, I love that. You want to mm. compliment each other for like two yeah, minutes? You look awesome kidding. today. You look gorgeous. <laughs> you do look gorgeous today. I did it she's for you. Like, she's like, I did my makeup. I'm like, I did my makeup for you too. <laughs> or I never have it. Um, okay, so I want to go back to business because I think that there there's this opening up of women right now who just were work we're finding what's making us happy. We're finding our purpose. Um, but a lot of times we start these businesses, we don't know what's coming at us. And I think that's, you were just telling me like, you're kind of always learning and you're always trying new things. Can you uh, just share more about the journey of what happens when the challenges come up? Um, and what's been one of the biggest challenges outside of the one that you had shared maybe in business where you were like, wow, I was not expecting it to look like this. Um, I think the biggest challenge that I had at the very beginning of my business and one that does pop up every now and again is actually getting people to believe in Mm. what you're doing. Mm. Like at the very beginning, um, I had so many people tell me that it wasn't going to work. Yeah, and people that loved me and thought they were supporting me. And and I think in the early days... um, uh, there's a chapter in a book, I think it says, you know, um, people will think, know that people will think that you're crazy. Mm-hmm. And to me now it is a good thing because I'll think, well, if people think I'm crazy, then it's an idea that's not really out there. Maybe I'm onto something mm. good here, you yeah. know. So if people don't think I'm crazy, then maybe I, I'm boring, you know. Mm. So I think the biggest challenge is, especially if someone is thinking about leaving their full-time job and they have a mortgage, you know, um, people are going to question and a lot of the time it does come from a place of love and not because they um, don't want you to be successful. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the people that are the closest to you will question mm-hmm. whether you're going on the right path. Mm. You just have to listen to your heart. And I always think I'm right here right now today and if I've got this crazy idea, I'm going to give it a go. And I always think of the worst scenario that could happen and the best, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Once you come to terms with that, you can then go forward, try and make it happen because you can always come back to where you are today Mm, or close to. Yeah, you might have risked a few thousand dollars or, you know, six months of your time or, you know, where you could have been doing other things. But um, I think you have to do the things that scare you. You have to do um, the things that other people think are crazy. Mm. Otherwise, you're not moving forwards. And that's always been a challenge, always. Even that. now I'll bring something up in a meeting and everyone will just look, look at me like, you are so crazy. You know, I said, yep, here we go. <laughs> I'm here to be crazy. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So what is the hardest thing that you have had to transcend or leave behind in order to become the Lorna that you are now? Mm. I did materialistic wise. I did sell the house of my dreams to buy that dilapidated factory. That was tough. <laughs> yeah, that is tough. <laughs> That is tough. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, in the early days, I gave up a lot of things. Like Bill and I had one car and then at one time we didn't have a car. We just rode bikes. Mm. Most of my friends had two homes. We're going on amazing holidays every year, you know. And maybe I gave up 
having children, Mm. you know. I was never one of those people that I've got to have children, I've got to have children, you Mm. know. And I remember when Bill and I were getting married and we talked about it and I said, you know, I don't know whether I actually really want to have children. Mm. He says, oh, you'll change your mind, you Mm -hmm. know, when the time is right. Um, So, but maybe because I had so much passion for my business, it didn't mm-hmm. allow me to find the space to be passionate about having children. I mean, I don't regret it, mm-hmm. um, but who's to say I won't in another five or ten years, you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's something that I left behind, that part of my life that I would have probably changed me, you know? I would have been a different mm-hmm. person. Man, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> People ask me all the time, they're like, you haven't had children yet. I'm like, I've been birthing other things right now. Yeah, like, that's I'm a good way to look at it. Taking care yeah. of other mm. children. Like, these are my children. These mm. All these projects are my children. So mm. it's that's an interesting topic in and of itself is you are so focused on creation and taking care of things and people because you have mm-hmm. a lot of amazing people that work for you. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of care that goes into that, a lot of thinking that goes into that. So I don't know. I think it comes in so many different forms. It's just a topic that comes up for me a lot right now with a lot of successful women because they're in their 30s and 40s and 50s who don't have children, you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's interesting. Um, okay. So as far as motivation, because I feel like sometimes you can reach this point in your life where you... You really, I'm sure you reached this a long time ago where you have everything that you desire. You're completely fulfilled. You have incredible people in your life. How do you stay excited about life? It's never really been something that I, that I need to do. There's always Mm -hmm. more to do for me. Like it's, I get more asked the question more about when are you going to, you know, sell the business and retire? Mm. And I just can't believe the obsession that people have with Mm. me or them or other people retiring I can't think of anything worse than giving up work Mm. and doing nothing like I just or not nothing but just giving up work yeah I just can't think of of a reason why I'd want to do that so um I think it's great when you get to a level where you have a financial freedom to a certain point because and I've always had this opinion with businesses I, I never like to get it into debt my mother told me I'm never to live beyond my means mm-hmm. and when she told me that it was just personally like it was about credit cards and things like that mm-hmm. you know when you, when you get your first credit card but I've sort of lived by that all my life and and I think that has allowed me to be driven by creativity and doing the things that I love because I haven't had that burden mm. of owing the bank a lot of money mm-hmm. or having to meet huge payments there are times when we um, grow the business there's points where we have are a little bit in debt, but we never are overly debted in our business. And I think that's mm. the secret to staying happy. Like I think it changes your decision making mm-hmm. when you have to make decisions based on money. Mm. Mm. Totally. Looking yeah. back when I've made decisions out of fear or had to launch yeah. programs or been like, I have to hit this certain number. I'm like, oh, this is not good. Like it just, people feel that. Yeah, and sometimes in that moment, you don't realize, you think you're making the right decision. And then when you look back, you think, I would have made a better decision if I hadn't thought about the monetary side of things. Mm -hmm. If you can kind of separate or compartmentalize almost, what would you tell people who are in that position though, who have to make business decisions from a place where they do have a lot of debt or they do have a lot of fear? Get rid of it. Mm. Like, just try to minimize it. I mean, you're in a position, so it won't happen overnight. But, you know, if you're running a huge office and the payroll is really big, then make it smaller. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I believe you have to do what's right and Mm. not think about how things look. I think people get themselves in a position Mm. where they feel like 
people are expecting something or this is how my business is and I have to keep going. You know, I've seen so many businesses and I'm thinking, wow, they're doing really well. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly they're gone. Mm. Like, I feel like, how could you not have saved that? You know, and I think sometimes ego gets in the way. So listen to your heart and do what's right for your business. Mm. And don't let your ego get in the way. If you have to start... um, decreasing your bills and your overheads then do it Mm -hmm. work from home I can't think of anything better than working from home if I could work from home I would work (laughs) from home (laughs) it is really good yeah (laughs) so how do you with everything uh you know social media with all the different activewear brands that are coming out everything that's going on how do you do if you do market research looking at what's out there but also just staying so focused on what you know is true to you so I don't believe in market research. Mm-hmm. There's so many times like, oh, oh I love gosh, hearing that. <laughs> hundreds of times that people have come to me and said, we can do this for you and we can do that mm-hmm. for you. And sometimes we'll do big brand campaigns and we'll get like big companies in. The first thing they want to do is market research. Mm. I said, you can't tell me anything about my brand or where my brand is that I don't know already. Mm. So I'm so connected, as I said before, this brand is me. Mm. And as far as I'm concerned, I get that all the time. Oh, there's so many activewear brands. I think that's great because my vision was for women to be inspired by the activewear to think differently about the, how they worked out. Mm-hmm. So if people are wearing activewear in the morning and being active all day, I'm happy. Of course I'd like them to wear Lorna Jane. It's the best activewear on the planet. But <laughs> if they're wearing someone else's brand, I'm still happy, you know, mm-hmm. because they're being active. I love going to a coffee shop here in the US and seeing everybody in their active work because for me, they've either already worked out or they're about to work out today. Mm-hmm. So I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to be like every other brand. I mm-hmm. want to be different. I mm-hmm. want to be a brand that inspires women and what is different about Lorna Jane is what I want to keep in the brand. I don't want to see what other people are doing and then be a me too brand. Mm, I love that. That's, that's actually, it's such a mindset of abundance. Mm. It's so beautiful. I, I've always, whether it's cause we have a network marketing company and we also just, you know, do a lot of other businesses. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like business. Um, but it's always been a mindset of abundance because it's like, I hope more women do what I'm doing because Mm. it's a happier planet. It's just more people. There's so many people. And if we were all happier and if we were all just in our activewear and doing what we were meant to be doing, I just think it's beautiful when uh, people really step in. I think it's when we get in that place of, well, what are they doing and what's going on that we totally forget and we just lose all of our energy and all of that authentic power that we all naturally have. Yeah, we we had the Marie Claire Awards in in Australia like two months ago and there was two awards for Athleisure Wear, which Mm -hmm. was we were nominated for and there was the reader's choice which Lorna Jane won and then there was awesome. the one that the editors won which is a small you might have heard of it up and coming brand called PE Nation mm. and they've been I think they've been going for a year and a half they're an Australian brand and um, we got our awards and then we had to go back and have a photo shoot at the back of this um, award it was amazing but anyway <laughs> and Pip who owns this brand came up to me and we're talking and we're hugging and you know we've just I was just so happy to meet her mm. same as when I met you today it's like I mm. feel like I know you you know mm. I've been following your brand I know what you're doing I think what you're doing is really cute and and people were just the amount of comments I got afterwards people were just so amazed that I even spoke to her they were like trying to keep us separate and I'm like what we you're both like, have the same idea yeah, yeah it, it was crazy so um mm. but it, it was nice for me to know that she felt the same way so mm. Yeah. I feel like there's nothing better than when you meet someone doing the same thing as you because you just, you can look at that person and you resonate so deeply with their journey Mm -hmm. and who they are that you're just, I feel like those are 
all my friends. <laughs> They're yeah. out there with me doing the same thing, encountering the same thing. and The same challenges. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. yeah. So those are the people sometimes we um, avoid, maybe shy away or avoid them, like you said. But I think those are the people where we could, we, we have something so beautiful to experience there. Mm. So run straight for the fire, yeah. right? Like run <laughs> into the burning building. Don't avoid it. I yeah. think that it's changing and I hope it's mm-hmm. changing. I feel like looking at other brands who do something similar to what you do as competition is old school. Yeah, you I do too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like the next breed of entrepreneurs will be different. It's like collaboration. It's yeah. just, if, if we can use that, as coll- mm. this collaborative energy and strength is just, it's going to lift you even more. Yeah. You're going to be able to reach more people because Pip, is that her name? Yeah. Like you can't reach certain people that she is and she can't reach certain people that you are. So, it, you know, just being able to cross that line is so mm. beautiful. So is I there agree. anything in your life right now that you feel is missing? I do need a holiday. But I'm doing, I, I am going on holidays in two weeks. But, you know, it's typical Lorna Jane fashion. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking on Hamilton Island and then Bill's meeting there, me there and we're having a week off. So I, I do need a holiday mm-hmm. ahead of Christmas because, you know, that's um, the holiday season is a big, busy time for Lorna Jane and retail. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I need a holiday right now. Anything else missing? Um, I would like another dog. I have one dog. Mm. But with all the traveling, I think it's a bit much to ask someone to watch your dog when you've got two. That's exactly me. I'm yeah. Like, I'd love another one. But no, you know, I don't. I'm, I think it's because I do what I want to do. And, I, and mm. I, if I want something, I make sure that it will happen. And, and I, when I was writing about happiness in, um, in my book, it, it was interesting. I did some study on when you plan something that you want and like planning a holiday – you get more of the happiness about your holiday than when you're actually on a holiday when you decide to plan it. So (laughs) if you, my advice to anyone listening is if you can't have a holiday for 12 Mm. months, plan it. And then you'll have some of that happiness 12 months before the holiday. It's so true. Mm. We like romanticize what we're going to do and how it's going to be. And then sometimes you get there. I was just listening to a podcast on it. They're like, actually the memories of like planning a Disney trip or after the Disney trip are far better. They, you know, we're interviewing these families far better than the moment of actually being there. And I'm like, yeah, you're there and you're hot and you're sweating and you're eating this crazy food, but you get home and you're like, oh, that was amazing. (laughs) So it is. If you can enjoy those moments in between, it's totally awesome. What is it about us that remembers? Some of us remember the good Mm -hmm. and others of others remember the bad. Like, what is it? You know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you break up with someone and or they break up with you maybe and all you can remember is how amazing they were you forget that they used to leave the toilet seat up you know (laughs) never wash the dishes and were always home late you know it's crazy it's maybe we need to train ourselves Mm -hmm. to think the happy things because I know some people I'm not one of them thank goodness who will only remember the bad yeah totally Mm. my I I feel like I've got a good line right in between but my husband like over romanticizes everything (laughs) maybe he doesn't I love that he does it because it's just like his world is constantly romantic Mm. like it's fantastic I want um, him he needs to teach my husband oh my god it's (laughs) it's like so good but then I'm like no I'm not going back there do you not remember this this and this and he's like oh yeah somehow I totally blocked it out I'm like how do you do that that's so awesome (laughs) I know it is really good for me Mm -hmm. um so you talk a lot about authenticity what does it mean to you to be authentic to be your unapologetically yourself Mm. to be authentic you need to um love yourself unconditionally so of course 
everyone's made up of good things and bad things. And there's things mm-hmm. that I think are are really good qualities that I have and there's not so good qualities like I tend to talk over people Mm. I want everything done yesterday you Mm. know I set unrealistic deadlines always Um, but I don't I know it's really hard for me to change those things but I also know there's good things about that and that I do get things done quickly and, Mm -hmm. and so I just think it's being authentic is knowing the good and the bad about yourself Mm. celebrating the good and then working on or accepting the bad you know mm-hmm. so um I think it's something you have to totally work on you can't say oh well I've got this authentic authenticity down pat you know you never have it 100% you've always got to question yourself and different situations you'll think why did I do that mm. that's not what I wanted to do really I mm-hmm. was just trying to you know as we said before please someone or um keep everyone happy so it's something I think that you have to work on mm. all the time it's a life thing mm. we're just constantly evolving so mm. but you get better at it yeah. you know and you learn lessons mm. from the times when you don't do it so well mm. Mm. And those are the best yeah <laughs> <laughs> so what's something in your life right now that you are um a, an experience maybe that you are creating for yourself so that you can step into an even bigger um part of who you are I'm not really Honestly, I'm not really working on self-development. It's mm-hmm. For me, it's something that happens. Mm. I'm not, and maybe it sounds terrible, but I'm happy with who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with where I am. And, and then something will pop up and then I'll think, well, I'm going to try that. You know, um, at the moment, um, the brand is experiencing really huge growth in China. Mm. So I'm thinking, mm, I need to learn Chinese, <laughs> at least a little bit. So I'm planning a bit of an Asian tour next year. Mm. Um so that's something that's on the cards for me that I think is going to be great for the brand and great for me to try and understand and express my message to mm. a group of women who do think differently about beauty and exercise and body shape and mm-hmm. body awareness and acceptance. So I have to get my head around how to make my message authentic but also relatable to them. So that's a mm. challenge that I have for next year, which I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, as far as my own personal self-development, I'm, I'm okay with how I am right now. Does that sound bad? No, because you know what? You just, as you're talking, I'm like, your life pulls you in the direction and, and develops you in its natural, in its own way. Some of us don't have, don't have that. So we actually have to create experiences for ourselves. But mm. I mean going to Asia and trying to get your message across. That's a huge, that's like, okay, that's massive, self, <laughs> massive self-development happening naturally in your life. So mm. you're being pulled to these areas and you're saying, okay, how do I want to show up? Which yeah. is self-development in itself, right? Well, it's trust as well, because a yeah. lot of, at the moment, a lot of we're rewriting some of my earlier books for them. Uh. And the fact that I know the Chinese language is so different mm. and that it, it's not as expressive and it's very hard. And my books are written very narrative. It's exactly how I speak. The grammar's not 100% because I want it to sound like you're like sitting talking. in a room with that. me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm nervous about that. So maybe mm. the growth pattern will be a bit of letting go because I'll be sitting there talking to someone like yourself in China and we'll have someone saying it in Chinese, Mm -hmm. like there'll be an interpreter. So I'll be like, how can I be sure that she's saying exactly what I'm saying, you (laughs) know? So there's, I guess there'll be a lot of trust and letting Mm. go and um, being um, confident that these people are 
getting it right for me. Mm, you know, mm. the, the one thing though, I can feel you in the universal language is just showing up in the energy that you emit and just a smile and warmth. So it's just, there's so much of that that I've heard from people who travel internationally. It's just like, when you step in energetically, you're, you'll be, yeah, okay, they'll feel good. you. Good. You're good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Just keep smiling. <laughs> Just keep feeling like yeah. you, you know? Yeah. So what is it, um, what is it about this book that you had to write that you hadn't previously written the message? Okay. So I, I have never planned a book ever. You know, okay. like I, I, um, I mean, I love to write, but yeah. I've, I've always felt the need to express myself. So Love You came about because I was doing a schools program where I would go into the schools and talk to young girls about the importance of self-love, self-belief, taking mm. care of yourself. And I'd have like 3,000 young girls there and the teachers and their parents. And I just saw how the message resonated, especially the self-love and the self-belief because my, my daily practice and philosophy is move, nourish, believe, but I also say it starts with belief. So that self-belief is so important because mm. I really believe if you don't love and believe in yourself, it's going to be pretty hard to convince anybody else to do yeah. that. You know, how's someone going to love you when you don't love yourself? How's someone going to believe in you and your dreams and your great plans for the future if you don't believe in them? So anyway, I was doing these schools programs and um, I just thought, I think, this is a bigger message. And so mm-hmm. I just sat down and started to write. I actually wrote it here in California. Oh, really? So Because I get a little bit I more free that. time when I'm here. It felt um, very California. Yeah. I mean, just the pictures and everything. Yeah. I was like, wow. Mm. <laughs> so I just started writing and, and that's what happened. And mm. the hardest thing was the untold stories to mm-hmm. get to that point. I do feel challenged to talk about the tough times, not because I don't want to share them. It's just that I tend to have this ability to move on. Mm-hmm. I talk about in the book about positivity being my superpower. And I really do believe I was born with that. Mm-hmm. No one else in my family has it. They tend to um, not verge on the negative, but be normal. Whereas I think I have this abnormal ability to look for the positive. You mm-hmm. know, like if you come to me with a problem, I want to fix it. Yeah. You know, so it was hard for me to do the untold stories, but I thought it was necessary because I wanted to help other people because Self-love and self-belief is something that I feel I didn't have to search for Mm. when I started my business or as I grew up. I didn't have to search for it. Um, I just felt confident. So maybe that was in my upbringing. I'm not really sure. But there was a time when I was attacked by the media. Mm -hmm. And um, so here's me. This girl started an active web brand, wants to inspire women, spent 25 years doing that. And then this one person comes out and says... It's not true, Mm. you know. I know, Lorna, and it's not true. And at the time I was doing a book tour for my last book, Inspired, and um, social media was going crazy. I was all over the news. Everyone was talking about me. And I feel like the press, this is just my opinion, the press just thought, oh, here's something we can run with. And it was so bad, Laurie. I couldn't even walk out of my house. Mm. They were saying, this girl's a fraud, blah, 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 you know. And in, I don't know, the biggest mistake I made there was that I didn't actually address it. I thought to myself, this is ridiculous. Everyone knows I'm a bad, inspiring woman. This girl doesn't know what she's talking about. I've never even met her. It's yeah. a load of rubbish. And so I just ignored it. I just didn't want to give it more oxygen. Right. And it was the worst thing I could have done. I should have just addressed it to the media. So it just grew and grew and grew. And after two weeks, I had to come out and I was really upset about it and I was also doing a profile with 60 Minutes at the time so Mm. they got all this footage of me breaking down and it was crazy so through that whole process I lost some of my 
self-belief because I was too scared to go out to the press about anything because I thought now I was this golden girl and now I'm this person that they want to question is she really this person and Mm. is she really this positive is she does she really want to inspire women or she just want to make money you know so um I went through a time where I had to regain that self-love and self-confidence not in my inner circle but to the public Mm. and so I write about that and I thought if I could share these things, then maybe it will help someone who didn't have self-love and self-belief in the beginning or that maybe someone who maybe through a bad relationship or through a bad working environment or through being bullied at school or something like that had experienced this loss. So it was hard to revisit it. But mm-hmm. So the book was about two things really, about the fact that I knew that it was what people wanted to hear about and I felt like I had a lot of thoughts about how to be in love with yourself Mm -hmm. and how to believe in yourself enough to create an amazing life Mm -hmm. for yourself. And I really believe every woman deserves that. So Mm -hmm. I had that message I felt really strongly I wanted to talk about. But it was also about that it's not easy for all of us all of the time. And even Mm -hmm. someone like myself who had so much self-confidence and self-belief, it can waver and that's okay and this is how you get through it. I think there's a lot of books about purpose and self-love and doing what you love and following your dreams, but I don't think there's a lot of books or information that tells you how to do it. Mm. I've done it. So Mm -hmm. I have tried in this book in the best way that I can to, through my own experiences and my own learnings through the 28 years I've been in business – for the 52 years I've been alive, um, help other women find that too. Mm, It's so good. And I love that you shared a lot of things that I'd never heard before Mm. because we can totally relate. Every single person can find yourself in some sort of situation similar. And I just think it's so empowering to see how different people have moved through it. So I loved it. Um, So what is a message that if you had a billboard and this was it, it was your only, you, you can't leave anything else on the planet. It's just this one billboard and that's all you can say. What's the message you would leave? Well, can I have two? <laughs> Maybe. I think, no, I, think, um, <laughs> I think it would be, there is no force equal to that of a determined woman because mm. I go back to that all the time. I mean, I also love never give up and mm-hmm. always love because I think there's so many messages and that's why I have tank tops with them on because I it's just... It's a big billboard. You could have yeah. those. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, I just... Um, People say to me quite often, oh, do you ever run out of, your, and out of ideas? Mm. I'll say that again so you can edit that. People say to me all the time, do you ever run out of ideas to put on inspirational tank tops? And I don't because mm. I just find in life there's so many inspirational words and quotes and things that I want to express, you know, and there's one for different times in your life. Mm. But I think it would be there is no force equal to that of a determined woman because I think mm. women are so powerful. Oh my gosh. If they allow themselves mm-hmm. to be. Yeah, it's so it's such an exciting time right now. Mm. Mm. So, okay, well, I could talk to you all day. Same. We went down like 30 <laughs> rabbit holes that I really wanted to keep going down, but I had to bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I always end with a question, but first I want to acknowledge you for the beautiful work that you do in the world and your presence is even more. I, I already felt your presence in everything that you do and I'm like a huge Lorna Jane fan. Everybody knows that. I'm like constantly in your clothes um, because I really do believe that it it is goes far beyond the clothing in your label. It's, it, 
it's apparent in everything that you do. But I just want to share with you that you have made such an impact in my life and so many different people's lives that I know. So thank you for everything that you're doing. Oh, my heart's really <laughs> beating. Thank you. She's looking right into my eyes. It's oh. so nice. <laughs> so I want to make sure that people can find you and follow you and also get this amazing book. So where can we do that? Okay, so the book is available on LornaJane.com because I'm a control freak and that's it. <laughs> or, or from a Lorna Jane store. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow me on LJ Clarkson or Lorna Jane Active or Lorna Jane US. Mm, amazing. You guys, it's a beautiful book too. There's so many incredible things in it. Uh, and I really hope that you go and grab that. And I'm ending on this last question. So you are in an elevator with someone. It's like a 30 second ride. It's only a few floors and you mm-hmm. do not know them. And they look over at you and they say, how can I make myself happy? What do you say? Wow. Okay. I would say, um, look within. Mm. I think everything we need in life is within us. We spend so much time looking for happiness in material possessions, in other people, in a new job, in a, in a holiday. And I think you just have to decide to be happy. Mm. Look within yourself and find what makes you happy and go about doing it. Mm, so beautiful. Thank you so much, Lorna. I so enjoyed this. And you guys, if you love this episode as much as I did, make sure you share it with your friends. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye.